Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. A high pop-up. He's going to do it. At shortstop, Jeter. Jeter on the outfield grass. Makes the catch. The Yankees win. The Yankees win. And Doc Gooden pitches a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, football Friday, week 8 in the NFL. The Eddie Scazzeri, I do imagine uh, better days ahead. That's that's what I imagine, and I certainly hope for that. Across from me, his name is Al Christopher Dukes. What is up? Good morning, Jerry. Better days ahead in what way? For everybody. Oh, just better was, days it was, ahead. It was just a uh, Friday nice thing to say. Is yeah, that's that a nice thing to say. Remember Citizen Kane? Um, is that the uh, Rosebud? Better day. That's Citizen King. Kane, King. I get confused. Citizen King. Oh, right. The music. Citizen Kane. The movie. Yes. Stupid movie about of yeah. sled. I agree. And waste if you, of time. If you are a communications major and you ever took a film class, yeah, hello. That, yeah, you had to watch that. There. Oh, Rosebud. What does that mean? I have no yeah. idea. And then you get to the end. It's a sled in the fire. Yes. Yeah, that's what the that's sled. what the movie was about. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Awful. I agree, awful. Jerry. And people. Like we'll be like, oh, great movie. No, it wasn't, and you didn't even probably watch it or understand it. Yeah, until you got to the end. Waste I, of time. Yeah, I'm not watching black and white movies. I'm not watching <laughs> colorized movies. The best movies, Jerry, are superhero movies. Give me Spider. Citizen yeah, I, Kane didn't even have Spider Man in it. I disagree with you on that one, but hey, whatever. I Each his own. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not watching superhero movies. Either. <laughs> That's why I can't watch any movies. They're all superheroes now. There's a lot of superhero movies right now. That is true. I'm not watching scary movies. I'm not watching uh, evil devil. You're not into movies. Halloween 17. Not into Halloween movies. No. Yeah, me neither. I like a good like romantic comedy. That's I like sad. a chick flick. You know, like a good, uh, like a good western. Like, a, and no. I mean a new western. I don't mean something from jo- with John Wayne in nineteen sixty. No. I don't watch a good western. No, huh? All right. What about a good? I mean, you love murder documentaries. What yeah. about a good movie that's violent? Now, I don't mean. No. I don't mean horror violent. I no, mean, like I, a good drama. No, I don't like to watch movies like about that. Either. I like a good documentary. I right. liked that uh, Clint Eastwood movie. <clears throat> Excuse me, chair. Uh, that Clint Eastwood movie where he's the old guy and he's angry at everyone in the neighborhood. I could relate to that. Well, that's you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, this is, no, this is a movie. Gary. I didn't see that movie. Yeah, I forget what it was called. Gran Torino? Yeah, Gran, Car- never, Gran Torino. Never saw it. It was uh, on the list. Yeah, it's a good one if you come across it, Jerry. I watched the little Buccaneers-Bills highlight package when I came in this morning. 
what I'm noticing, Jerry, in the NFL is a lot of times, now I know there are hard hits and dudes are getting concussions and mm-hmm. people are getting, there are so many plays where no, where it looks like tackling in the Pro Bowl by some of these, I guess, you well, know. The cornerbacks and the safeties don't want to tackle. They just want to put their it. shoulder into guys. Yeah. The yeah. cornerbacks and safeties don't want to yeah. tackle anybody. It's like they're too small. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's almost like they're afraid they're going to get hurt. Yes. There was a play, I don't think what game it was. It was over the weekend, and it was on Red Zone Channel, so I don't. it could be any game, to be quite honest. But the cornerback gave an ole type of tried to put his shoulder into the receiver, and the receiver was like, get the hell away from me. Yeah. He just kind of waved him away and ran right by him. Yeah, like, then Tackle are, him. Then there are other times where I feel like the wide receivers also don't want contact. So well, that's a, true. A couple times in yesterday's game, uh, someone on the Bills was wide open, makes the catch. There's three cornerback-type safety guys a little ahead, and he is uh, Went out of bounds? Go out of bounds. Yeah. Slip out of bounds. Like, no That's called business hit. decision. Yeah, making business decisions. Well, and then in fairness, when you do have the hard-hitting safeties, the Ronnie Lott types, um, in today's day and age, what always happens? They get flagged for hitting a defenseless receiver. Like, I don't – that's the one oh, – there's many rules that bother me that I yeah. don't understand. But that one in particular, I don't get from the standpoint of what do you want them to do? Like, especially they, – they throw the flag a lot when the receiver doesn't make the catch, and it's such a – it's the play is just so quick, and it's like if he does catch the ball and you don't hit him and he runs right by you, then what? Like the how I just yeah, yeah. I, I know that, I know it's for safety. I understand that, but we are playing tackle football. Yeah, and I guess that's what I'm seeing. Right, it's the combination oh, of those things. Yeah, the defenders don't want to really drill somebody. Mm-hmm. The they feel like they can't. Don't want to get smashed. Mm-hmm. And flags are coming. And the thin safeties and uh, corners. Corners mostly. I shouldn't. Yeah. I really shouldn't put the safeties in That's that true. conversation. The safeties used to be some of the hardest yeah. hitters in the game. It's, Johnny Lynch. It's more so the cornerbacks. Gary Fensick. Yes. Others and others that I can't. And think Ronnie of. Lott was one of the Ronnie hardest Lott. hitting safeties. Yeah, no doubt. That's the best part about being a safety. You're not covering a guy, and when a quarterback hits a receiver, and you're right there, you can pop him. That yeah. was the best. And then you think about watching all those NFL films from the yeah. 70s and 80s oh. where they were celebrating those hits. Oh, I used to love those hits. And now you get a 15-yard penalty. NFL's hardest hits, free with your subscription to Sports Illustrated. That's right. I, I got that one. So NFL's I. hardest hits mm-hmm. is what it was called. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. You would either get football follies. Which I think they still do. Probably. Or NFL's hardest hits. Yeah. They'd be knocking helmets off dudes. Oh, and then standing and, over and clotheslining guys. Oh, I love a clothesline. Yeah, no kidding. Isn't that what happened to Frank Gifford? Didn't he get clotheslined? I don't know. He might have. Either him or Y.A. Tittle. Wasn't Jim Marshall a good clothesline guy yeah, from the Jim Vikings? Marshall. Good close, clothesline guy. I Jerry. mean, you're talking about a club coming at yeah. you. <laughs> Boom. Yep, I know. <laughs> you catch a ball across the middle, just good night. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You're supposed to be afraid. And then you're supposed to go back and yell at your quarterback for putting you in that position. I I love when people say that. Then don't run that route. <laughs> like, what do you want? I mean, come on. There's quarterback also... makes a good pass. You you get hit. Well, that's kind of part of the deal. Yeah, right. You, right. The quarterback has to thread the needle, as they say. Yes. Come on now. Now there was a little bit of a, a thing going around the internet yesterday during the Bills game first quarter. Josh Allen was audibling on a second and ten play. He's either saying Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. but or it, 
or J.R. Smith. So I think where all of this is coming into play is the fact that on one, he uses LeBron James, Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, and it sounds like J.R. Smith. So then when you just isolate the J.R. Smith, it does sound like Taylor Swift. It's funny. It's one of those things, though. If I told you he said J.R. Smith. It sounds like J.R. Smith. Yeah. And then- I'm so fat. I'm so tight. My game is so right. So right. So right. All right. So let's play a game. Okay. All right. Here we go. He is saying J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. Okay. Now I say he's saying Taylor Swift. I still say it's J.R. Smith. Yeah, I do too. I actually don't think it's Taylor Swift at all. Taylor Swift would make sense in that she's uh, all the talk of the NFL. Yeah. But once you add in LeBron James and others, could be J.R. Smith. And it actually sounds like J.R. Smith. <laughs> what do you suppose the J.R. Smith play is? I don't know. What was J.R. Smith known for? Um, shooting a lot. Shooting, okay. A lot of threes. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what the play would be. I love cool audibles. The one thing I don't understand about him is some of them seem like Boomer used Boomer would tell us that they would use audibles to um they would they would they would they would be matched up for a reason. So he would say Bruce because Bruce Springsteen is the boss and mm-hmm. we know boss is a mm-hmm. but wouldn't you think defenses would catch on to No, some they're of those? dumb. They're stupid. In Especially that, in the in moment. that moment yeah. no, I don't think you're processing that that quickly. Now, if you want to tell me you run something in the first quarter and yeah. a coach picks up on it, hey, if he says this again, yeah. But no, when it, when it's just one time, no, no one's picking up on it that Too quickly. Stupid. <laughs> I know I said defenses are dumb, but I no, there's not enough time to process it. I see. There's no way. Right, you can't be like Bruce. Okay, who's Bruce? What Bruce is he? Oh, he's mean? the boss. Maybe it means New Jersey. Maybe they've got a play named New Jersey, and he's now audibling to play New Jersey. Who knows? Know what I would do? I'd I'd get up to the line and go, Judith Light, Judith Light, boss. <laughs> who's the boss? That's a boss play. <laughs> We've talked more about Judith Light this week than we have in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I heard from a uh, listener, Jerry, who still... His business. I she, saw this. She still comes into the business. I want her in studio. And he said she loves being recognized. Well, why shouldn't she? So do I. She's a, she's an actress. Yep. She, I don't know. Aside from Law and Order, I don't know what she's done in her later years. But of, yes, you want to be remembered. Yes, absolutely. Otherwise, you're forgotten. Yeah, correct. I would like. I would like to have. So let's remember this. Okay. Next time, I'm co-hosting. All right. Probably with Boomer because Gio controls the show when he's here. But when when Gio's out, I would like Judith Light. Then you could uh, we do that? Sure, that'd be I'd fun love to get a picture of you, Boomer, and Judith Light. That and, would be awesome. And I'll caption it: "Who's the boss?" <laughs> That's fine. That, that would, would be, be great. Awesome. Yes. Hmm. Maybe we could have a whole "Who's the Boss" reunion. Oh. Then one day Tony Danza, and then the dream would be Alyssa Milano. Oh, that'd be great. And who was the kid? I don't remember. Dan- I, his I, name was Danny something. Hey, Danny. He's probably in prison. No, there's always those the young Why kids. Why would you in, say that? Well, because those young kids that get into television early on, they they're troubled youth. Okay, Alyssa Milano never got into trouble. Uh, she probably had her. She moments. was a child actor. She was. Danny Pintaro. Yeah, let's get him in here too, Jerry. Could and could you remember? Co-host. Could you remember the grandmother's name? No, Catherine Helmond. Which set ring? Yeah, I remember seeing it on the screen once you show it to me. That's the actress's name? Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot what The red-headed woman? Yeah, I don't remember what her name was in the show. But she yeah. was also on Soap. What is Soap? Soap was another show in the 70s. Okay. We were not allowed to watch it as children. My parents thought it was too adult. 
Soap? Yeah, so when soap would come on, we'd have to uh, leave. Billy Crystal was on that. Okay. It was like one of the early uh, television shows with openly gay characters. Okay. I, I'm not familiar with that. My parents must have thought that was too adult for us. By the way, Danny, I could have handled it. Danny Pintaro is 47, and he is from Milltown, New Jersey. Perfect. He's probably there now. He might be. And what he's if got he's a, a listener? And he's got an Instagram page. What if he's driving around right now, Jerry? He's like, let me see what's going on with Jets-Giants. Let me see what <laughs> happened in that Bills-Buccaneers game last night. And I suppose now, it's possible. It's very possible. I mean, who knows? I mean, the guy said Joe Gatto in the other day. Sounds like he knew the station. One of the, uh, what is Impractical he? Jokers. Impractical Jokers. Yeah. He would have been fun to have in. I I love him. He's good. I like him. He's doing stand-up now. I enjoy good and practical jokers. Yep. Uh, By the way, the Bills did win that game last night. 24-18 over the Buccaneers. They're now 5-3, the Bills. They're kind of disappointing. It would have been great if Godwin would have caught that ball at the end and they lost. Yeah, Hail Mary at the end of the game. Baker Mayfield got that ball into the end zone. And in slow motion replay, you could look. Godwin just didn't turn around. I know. In time. No one yelled Bruce. No one yelled, Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> Judith Light. <laughs> and he turned around. It was right there. Yeah, I know. That would have been some would have wild been right stuff. Right in his breadbasket, as yeah. they say. I but love a good did. Hail Mary that connects. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, I don't. I actually, listen, when it's your team, of course, it's a, che- I don't know, it's a cheap way to win. <laughs> it is like a cheap. you couldn't get down the field. <laughs> Here's one prayer. It's you don't deserve it. Stroke of luck, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're right, Jerry. It's a stroke of luck. And that said, it counts. It does count. That counts counts as something, Jerry. Yeah. And it counts for me. Now, we also have Jets-Giants on Sunday. And Tiki Barber gets another Giant game here. Good for him. Good for him. Well, they try to to do that sometimes, if possible. Yeah. It's Andrew Catalan, Jerry. Tiki Barber. Matt Ryan. I know. You haven't been... I've noticed... You haven't been killing Catalan this year. Yeah, no. At I, all. Yeah, he's growing on me. <laughs> I like him now. Oh, I thought it was because Tiki's with him now. And Tiki. I like Tiki. Okay. I like him. So you like the pairings or the, yeah. the threesome. You're a big threesome guy. Yeah, but this, so I do have a problem with this one because this is a foursome, which I don't understand. No, it's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> Catalan, Tiki Barber, Matt Ryan, A.J. Ross. Yeah, A.J. Ross is on the sideline. Just like every crew has a sideline. Yeah, but every crew doesn't have three people in the booth. I just said you like this threesome. Oh, I see. You're saying I like it because there are three in the booth. Correct. Just like you've got Burkhart, Olsen, and Aaron Andrews. Right. That's not a threesome. Well, that would be a wild one. She's on the sideline. Those two are in the booth. Who's Pam Oliver with these days? Is she? Uh, Pam Oliver is, uh, is she with She's uh, on the second team, I think. Kenny now. Albert? Yes. yes, I think that sounds right. I Kenny Albert, right. Moose Johnston. Uh, that I don't know. Yeah. You know, the problem with watching Red Zone is you you hear the play by play guys. You don't really settle into these games. You're, I don't you are know correct. that pairing. Announcing schedules, Jerry. I'll take was a look. It, wasn't Kenny Albert with Tony Saragusa for the longest time yeah. with Moose Johnston? I know he passed away, but right, those were the three, and Saragusa was on the sideline. Yes. Let's say, oh, you know who I, you know how I, I love Evan Washburn. Yes, he's with Ian Eagle, Charles Davis, Evan okay. Washburn, Evan Washburn. All right, I love someone. I would love a video, um, like a production company. You know how we do hard knocks for the NFL teams, yeah. and we got quarterback, and we do Peyton Manning and LeBron, and yes, and the Obamas are doing for basketball. I want one on Ian Eagle. Just follow him around, like Ian Eagle. Was in Brooklyn on on Wednesday night for the Nets opener. 
Now, I don't know, but I'm guessing he, because he usually does Thursday Night Football for Westwood One. I'm not sure if he did it last night or not. But my thinking is he was in Orchard Park last night for Bill's Bucks. He'll be in Dallas tonight for the Nets and the Mavericks. And then Sunday, he'll be doing whatever game you just said. Like, I want Ian Eagle followed around. Yes. And they, here's why. I know they have private planes. I know it's much easier getting around for these guys. I want to know how he prepares for all these games. Yeah, I don't know how they how any of these dudes do it. It's a lot. But it's like when they had the Kenny Albert situation where he had done like a uh, all the all the sports like in a mm-hmm. in a long weekend. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah, I'll follow one of those guys around. Like when I know you've got time in the hotel, but prepping for an NFL game takes literally days. Like it really is a lot of work. Um and for him, he's prepping for two NFL games in between two net games. Now, I know he could walk into any net game with his eyes closed and then do it for sure. I understand that. But you still want to do the work on the other team. And then you've got two NFL games in four days. I want Ian Eagle followed. Well, that's what I understand when you hear these stories from back in the day, these announcers that were always drinking. Because I think they just showed up. Yeah, they'd be like... uh, Mako told me a a story when he was doing Army football. I'm not going to say who it was, but, you know, Army-Navy... And one of the big networks, CBS, came in to do it. And Westwood One would be there. So I'm not going to say who it was. But Minko put all the time in, you know, doing all this work. And the national announcer showed up about 18, to 15 to 20 minutes before kickoff, as Mink said. And said, anybody got an extra flip chart? And Minko gave it to him, and he knew him from years past. And he walked in and did a game. Had nothing in front of him. Just give me the flip chart, and I'll call the game. And that's it. And you can do it that way. There's nothing wrong with that. You just don't have those extra notes that you want to throw into the broadcast. Yeah. I really think a lot of those guys drank all night, got up, went to the game. Give me a flip chart. Let's do the game. Yeah, because you hear so many stories of broadcasters from yeah. 70s, 80s. The Summerall ones are legendary. Yeah. They would just roll up to town, mm-hmm. drink at the bar, and take your women, and then... Go call a game and hit the road. I don't know about them taking their women, but That's I, what I've I do know there was a lot of drinking back in the yeah. day. That is for sure. Yeah. So, all right, let's take a break. It's uh, 518. You know what that means. That means on the other side oh, of yeah. this break, we've got a week eight edition of something we like to call cool games. So that, more football. We got uh, Al's going to break down the shutout last night by Jonathan Quick. Good night for the Rangers. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock right here on The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, 
Nice to have you with us. Week 8 in the NFL, as we have discussed. It got started last night with the Bills beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've got Jets-Giants this week. What else we have? I don't know. Hmm. So we've gotten to the part of the week and the show where we like to do this little thing that we call Cool Games. This is when you know it's Friday, Jerry. Yeah, Thank well, you so much for that, for that intro. Time for Cool Games. You know that it's time for some cool games. Jerry, time for your cool games. You know that it's time for some cool games. Okay, all right. You're going to scare people. I was thinking about this, Al. Totally cool, Jerry. But we haven't had many that are totally cool. We haven't. So it's been a rough season. What do you think? Perhaps not today, because I'm kind of springing this on you. Okay. About kind of changing the parameters what? of what cool games are. Jerry. A friend of mine who happens to like this segment a lot okay. said, uh, you realize how many mediocre teams there are in the NFL? Like, that's your problem with cool games right now. Yes, it is. He happens to be right. Because mm-hmm. when we get three in a week, it's almost like, wow, we got three cool games. Now, right. I don't know what we have this weekend other than Jets-Giants. Correct. So I will let you start. All right, Jerry. But my fear is that there will not be more than three. So what is his thing? What does he want us to do? Me- call it mediocre he th- games? No, no, no. That doesn't have a ring to it. See, he thinks we're we're hard markers, as Mike, as Mike oh, used to okay. say about the Hall of Fame. Yes. That we're looking for championship-type games, and I, that's exactly the point. Like, we want games that you can't wait to watch. And you're going to sit there, yeah. and you're not going to put red zone on, and you want to watch the game. And he said, well, you're not going to get many of those. Yeah, what's kind of uh, weird is as the season goes, cool games changes, right? In the beginning of the year, the, the matchups. For sure. Like, oh, and then they realize certain teams suck, so we get to this part of the year where there's not a lot. Then as the season gets going a little further in, we the good teams emerge when they're playing each yes. other. Then we get some cool games. So it's a... It's a work in progress. It's That's a work in this, progress. It's a long season, as they right, say. So let's say I'm sure we'll have intriguing games. Let's see if we have any cool games. Andre, I'm gonna. I, I go in the order that the NFL schedule goes. Sounds you know good. what I'm saying? One o'clock's first. One o'clock's first, and in the order they go, they are starting with Jets at Giants. Jerry, is this a cool game? All right. So let's be honest. Yeah. This game sucks. <laughs> now, two terrible offenses. It's, it's, come on, man. Uh, two but, good defenses. However. I can't wait for it. Correct. <laughs> like, Same there's here. a lot of intrigue in this game. Zach Wilson off the bye, the Jet defense against the Giants that look like they're going to be led by Tyrod Taylor, which is another intriguing story if Daniel Jones is out again. Yeah. Is the Giant defense going to go suffocate Zach Wilson and the Jets the way they did to Sam Howell and the Commanders? Um, you've got Dalvin Cook is not happy. Carl Lawson's not happy. Uh, so the Giants can't return a punt without fumbling it. There's intrigue, and us in New York, this is a cool game. Yes. But let's be honest. If we lived in Birmingham, this game sucks. Yeah. (laughs) To be quite honest. We're putting it in the cool game list. Yes, we are. Cool game, Because we're in New York. It's a cool game. Jets-Giants once every four years. Cool game. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool game. What about this one, Jerry? Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. No. The Steelers just don't. They're 
boring. They're mediocre and yeah, boring. I, I'm not interested. And you know what? I didn't realize Brett Maher missed two field goals last week for the Rams and an extra point, and you got the one interception. Other than that, the Steelers probably lose that game. But they Correct. didn't. They didn't. But I'm just not. They're not interesting right now. Not a me. cool game. What about the Philadelphia Eagles mm. at the Washington Commanders? Ugh. No. Started good with yeah. the Eagles. No. And it is an F- NFC East matchup, but still not a cool and game. And it might be, a, that might turn out to be a, a, a good game in Washington, although they got leveled by the Bears in Washington a couple weeks ago. But on the surface, that looks like a mismatch. Got to be honest here, Jerry. Did not see this as a one o'clock game. LA Rams at the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, one o'clock. That's, that's right. a cool game to me. Uh, okay. You always go cool game. For well, the Cowboys. Cowboys are always a cool game to me. But yeah, that's a cool game. But if I'm being fair, the Rams have not been good. They haven't been. What They're, is their record? Are they three and four? Oh. That feels like a cool game to me, though, for some reason. I, well, because you, you do have star power. Yeah. You know, you still have Aaron Donald. You still have Matthew Stafford. But eh. hmm. but cool game. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm putting it as a cool game. All it right. is for me. What about this? Vikings at Packers. Not a cool game. No, Jordan Love has not been good of late. The Packers have not been good. Great win by the Vikings Monday night over the Niners. Mm -hmm. It will look cool, but no. That's an old school matchup. That doesn't have me like, no. This one might have you all juiced up, Jerry. What about the Atlanta Falcons? Not interested. At the Tennessee Titans. Oh, God. By the way, the Titans are wearing the old Euler uniforms this week. This week? This week, it said. In the, oh, okay. And I then thought it was a month from now. They're also wearing them on December 17th. Oh, cool. Okay. And they're going to induct Billy White Shoes Johnson into their franchise Hall of Fame. How about that? Now, the Houston Texans are not happy with the Tennessee Titans. They believe they should, since they're the Houston franchise, they should be in control of the Oilers' Uh, but that was, they were an expansion team. They were an expansion team. So they team shouldn't right now. be. No, yeah. I disagree with that. I will uh, like to look at that visually, but yeah. that, like for when Red Zone checks in, I'm interested in the old Oilers uniform. You know where that one's interesting? Is if they would have taken the Oilers' name the way the Browns came back. Yeah. After the Browns went to Baltimore yes. and became the Ravens, and then the Browns started as the Browns again. Correct. That's an interesting one, because if Houston became the Houston Oilers and didn't create the Texans... Then I would agree. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They didn't. No. Continuing 1 o'clock window, New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. I'll say this, Jerry. Even when the Patriots were a dominant team with Brady and Belichick, the Dolphins always had their number. Always had their number. So now yeah, this, should be, say, this should be a bad game. This should be a bad the game thing blowout that, situation. The thing that gives me a little hesitation is how well New England played last week. That having been said, it looks like Tyreek Hill is healthy. He's going to play. And you would think the Dolphins off the loss back in Miami roll right. them. Yeah. That's so, what no. I think. Not a say cool no. Game. no. Saints-Colts. Not interested. I mean, I matter of fact, I don't think I could. you could pay me to watch that game. Okay, I'm going to ask you because um, there's another game I'm going to give you now that might be worse. You tell than me. Then Saints-Colts? Yeah, you tell me. Texans, Panthers. Oh, God. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> All right, that's your 1 o'clock window, Jerry. So we've got uh, Cowboys, Rams, and we've got Jets, Giants. So we got two. All right, we're off to a good start. 4 o'clock window, Browns at the Seattle Seahawks. No, nah, you know why? Because P.J. Walker's playing. I'm just, I, and I, they played well last week. They beat the Niners. 
It's just, I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't intrigue me. Would it matter if I told you the Seahawks were wearing their 1980s uniforms? Don't care. No. I'm not a uniform whore like you are. You're not. You're not that into it. No, I'm really not. Okay, what about this one, Jerry? I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Good start. At the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I would take that. That's a cool game. Yes, that's a game I would want to watch. I want to know if if Joe Burrow is ready to go. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know what's going on with Brock Purdy, but even if he doesn't, I would be interested to watch Sam Darnold play. Correct. I'm with you on this one, Jerry. That is, And a the cool Niners got to bounce back. Bounce back spot, as yeah. Gio might say. Yeah. What about the Chiefs at the Broncos? No. Broncos not, not doing interested it for in watching the Broncos like ever. I agree. Baltimore. Isn't it amazing how, like, I know his, his teammates didn't like him, mm-hmm. but I'm not interested in watching Russell Wilson like, Me ever. Me neither. And I, he's still what he was. But there's too much crap around them. Yeah, and I'm not interested in Sean Payton on the sidelines anymore either. I, I agree. That's he right. He ruined his legacy. Now, Baltimore Ravens, you said you're starting I changed to be my mind. interested in them. Yes. Well, the Baltimore Ravens are in Arizona. Oh. So, probably not. No. That's your 4 o'clock window right uh, You there. had me, though. You had yeah. me at the Baltimore Ravens. If you gave me Ravens Chiefs in. Oh, Jerry, that would be awesome. I would have been in. So, 4 o'clock window, we only have Bengals Niners. Now. Okay, that's three. Sunday night, Jerry. We got two primetime games left. Two primetime games. You know we always get the best on primetime, Jerry. Oh, I don't like the way you're doing this. I've got the Chicago Bears at the L.A. Chargers. Ugh. Mm, That's a rough Sunday nighter. And it's, uh, do we even know, is Justin Fields back or no? No. Or is it still Badgent? Badgent. Badgent is playing. Still not interested. Monday night football. The Raiders. The Raiders. Jerry. They stink. The Raiders. So we've got, hold on a second. Yes. We've got the Bears on Sunday Night Football and then the terrible Raiders on Monday Night Football? That's correct. Oh, who are they playing? The Lions. How about this? I have a better idea. Okay. You said you wanted to talk to the commissioner? About changing things up? Here's what I would prefer. If you could get this done. Okay. It's late. It's on Friday already. Yeah, well, you got two days to get this done. Let's have the Bears play the Raiders so we can go to bed Sunday night, no problem. And then we'll have the Chargers then play the Lions on Monday night. That could work, And that would give us a cool game. That would give us a very cool game. Because otherwise, those two games suck. Two in the 1 o'clock window, one in the 4 o'clock window. Nothing with the prime time games, Jerry. So, unfortunately, well, we got a couple. Those were your cool games. Alan Jerry just brought you a couple cool games. Those were some cool games. Alan Jerry just brought you three cool games. They're the coolest in the world. They're <laughs> the coolest in the world. Cool Only in America, ladies and gentlemen. Cool games. So cool. Because even when we send our games to other countries, we don't send them cool games. Here's how you That's know America, uh, Jerry. Houston to Carolina. You want to go? You get a ticket for $20. <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks? All right, the saxophones will take us into break. It's Feel Good Friday presented by Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos Tequila reminding our friends to celebrate responsibly. There we go. 
Have a better day. This was a big guy. FM 106.3 song back in the day. This, this was, I like this song. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a feel-good song, man, for a feel-good Friday. Jerry. So this is Citizen King. King. Citizen Kane was the movie. Correct. Right. With Rosebud. Right. Uh, Joe uh, on Twitter, uh, we were talking about the uh, announcers going all over the place. He yeah. said uh, Kevin Harlan. Did, Another one. Did Broncos in Denver Sunday. In Minnesota Monday, mm-hmm. back to Denver for basketball Tuesday, Tuesday, L.A. for Lakers last night, Denver again this Sunday, Detroit for Lions yeah, Monday. Yeah, so he's another Damn. one. Like, if I, I would think if I was Kevin Harlan, I would think I would have to hire someone to do my board prep, the game prep. Now, for me, reading it all helps me more so than what's on the board, to be quite honest, but I don't know how you have the time to get it all in. Yeah, I... It, it, I don't understand how they do all of those games with all of those players. And who do we talk to? He's about getting a. I, we don't need documentary quarterback. We no. need announcer. 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 Episode one. Kevin Harlan. Oh, I, on Iron Eagle. Episode we follow. Two. Remember, there were three quarterbacks. Okay, so we follow Kevin Harlan, Iron Eagle, and then you got to pick a third. I think Kenny Albert doesn't. That he, would be a good when one he, when he's uh, gets in the midst of. Uh, the well, he's got the NHL games. Yeah. He's got the Rangers. He's got the NFL, and he will do Nick games on MSG yeah. when he fills in when Breen goes to ESPN. So we need to find a part of his schedule that looks like chaos. Yeah, and follow him around I, now. That's a great show You've, because basketball has started, hockey has started. We're in the midst of the NFL season right now. Announcer. Featuring Kenny Albert, Ian Eagle, and Kevin Hart. Let's call Omaha Productions, and we'll get a producer. Let's pitch it. We should pitch it. Producers role. That would be fun. Jerry, I was a little confused because I saw um, I saw two different articles that came out the same time. I know where you're going, and I didn't yeah. care for these these articles about Dalvin Cook and the Jets. Now, one of and both were from reputable uh, publications. Mm-hmm. Pro Football Talk was one, and ESPN was the other one. One said, uh, and they used the same quotes about Dalvin Cook. One said uh, that Dalvin Cook will not ask to be traded, although his quotes are he's frustrated, he wants to be playing more. Because but I'm not he was be- asked about his lack of production yeah. and usage. Right, right. He didn't go up to reporters and go, hey, I ain't, get, right. ain't using me. Yeah, he was asked about it. He said, of course, I'd like to be playing more, uh, but, uh, you know, that's part of the business. Uh, if you get traded, you get traded. I'm not going to go in and ask for a trade, but that. Then the ESPN article by Rich Samini. Now, I know Rich, Rich, Rich doesn't didn't write the headline, right? The headline says Dalvin Cook will talk to agent about trade, about being traded. Which is... Which is not true, right? It's not true, but you can infer it that way when he was asked about his name being brought up in trade rumors. Yeah. And the deadline is Halloween coming up next week. His reaction was, I will talk to my agent about this stuff, but it wasn't... By the way, guys, I this is no this is not working for me. I got to talk to my agent about a trade before next. That's not what he said, and that's not what the whole narrative was. Could you stretch it to that headline? I suppose, but that's a that's misleading. Do you think both Dalvin Cook and McCole Hardman and their weird situations with coming here and not really being used? Do you think that's a one hundred percent directly related to the Aaron Rodgers injury? No, I think it was overkill when they signed them. That's what I think. I think so they think signed if, too many receivers. There was no need for Dalvin Cook if Brees Hall was going to be healthy. But what what Dalvin Cook was, though, was insurance if Brees Hall did not come back healthy and didn't look like the player he was before the injury. So you think if Aaron Rodgers 
did not get injured, he'd we'd still be seeing a limited Dalvin Cook. I do, yeah, I do. The McCole Hardman thing was weird. That I bet you he I would have got more action if Aaron Rodgers was. That might be true, but at the end of the day, let's go back about three weeks. What was Brees Hall saying? He wasn't getting enough touches. Oh, right. So even if Aaron Rodgers was here, I guess if it's Aaron Rodgers that's you know running the show, maybe Brees Hall wouldn't say a damn thing at that point. But Rodgers was already out, and Brees Hall wanted the ball. I think it was it was after the Cowboy loss when Hall was like, I'm productive, give me the ball. Okay, so there's not enough to go around. It's really hard when you have two good backs to give each one enough touches. It's not easy. So and I think that's probably the situation that they're in. Jerry, if you were a quarterback right now, and I said you could either get Brees Hall or Saquon Barkley, who would you take? It depends on the team. It depends on the team and the situation what and what's needed. Was, and what's needed. What if you just needed a guy to feed the ball to? <sighs> handoffs, handoffs, handoffs. It's not, it's not an easy question to answer. Like the production of running backs comes down to number one, the offensive line, and are there places to run? Yeah. If there's not, I want Barry Sanders because I never saw anybody make something out of nothing more than Barry Sanders, he, and and also have you know seventeen minus carries in a game. Man, Jerry, he could juke you right out of you. He could, but I think Brees Hall is the younger, fresher back. But I think the way Barkley catches the ball to the backfield, yeah. I would take Saquon Barkley. Who would win in arm wrestling? You think? I feel like I haven't seen Brees Hall. The only time I see Brees Hall, he's in his full uniform. And I feel like I've seen Saquon Barkley looking muscular outside the uniform. Uh, I would flip a coin on that. My my nephew, uh, Paul, he's like in his 20s. So your only friend is named Paul and your nephew is named Paul? Correct. And my brother-in-law is named Paul. (laughs) But my nephew, Paul, who uh, lives and works in New York City now, he's uh, early 20s. He... Went out to Jets camp this year. Yeah. And he was lucky enough, Jerry. He loves Brees Hall. He had a Brees Hall jersey. He was lucky enough that Brees Hall came over. Yeah, I'm sure. Very nice guy. That's great. And then he washed it and the signature was gone. My sister washed it. I was kidding. No, she washed it. (laughs) She texted me the one day. She goes, whoops. I just washed Paul's jersey. I go, "Uh, oh. (laughs) She goes, you know, he brought all this. He came home for the weekend. Sure. Threw a bunch of stuff in his room, and she was like, "Oh, I'll do this laundry." And she didn't know it was autographed. Yeah, he wanted to get it framed. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you can still frame it just without without just the autograph. Faded. Oh yeah, just yeah. faded. Yeah. yeah, that's like the Jason Witten jersey that Boomer gave me. Oh yeah, what happened I with had, that? I framed it. Oh, okay. I thought you washed it. No, I did not wash it. That was when they were doing the tour when he started uh, his what turned out to be a failed Monday Night Football run. Oh, that's right. And then he didn't come on the show because ESPN didn't let him, and so they right. sent us a few autographed jerseys yes. and an apology. Yes. And Boomer gave me one, which was very nice. My bad. Here's My a jersey. Bad. Worked out for me. Uh, Nathaniel Hackajerry, he was talking about uh, the Giants' defensive playbooks and all the looks they're going to see, and he says uh, they have uh, a large menu of defensive plays, a large menu like Cheesecake Factory. I don't care for the Cheesecake Factory. You? It's fine. It, it's fine. It is a large menu. There was a thing no going reason. around. Did you see the the videos going around with the woman and the guy and the date and the cheesecake cheesecake factory where she was upset that that's where he took her on a first date? I did see this. Oh my God, it seems so staged. It didn't seem real. And oh, then was the video a, too? Yeah, and no. then Stephen A. killed her. I was like, you know what? This is not. It didn't even seem real. It seemed like an attention 
grabbing like it was too much. Right. They said Cheesecake Factory 9,000 times. Is that right? It felt like a total setup in my mind. Yeah. I don't like the Cheesecake Factory all that much, but. It's all right with me. The menu is extensive. It's like like a diner. Yeah, like a diner. Like a diner menu. What would you like? Uh, Eggs. Okay. How about steak? Sure, we got that too. How about a burrito? We can make that. I remember Craig Carton one time when we were still in Astoria, so it was pre 2009. He, I heard him on the phone calling the Cheesecake Factory. As his own assistant, he goes, yes. Um, I remember this. Because it was so hard to get in the Cheesecake Factory. He had all those young kids. I remember this. <laughs> he goes, yes, I'm calling for Mr. Craig Carton. He's a host <laughs> at WFN. He would like to come in with his children. <laughs> I think it worked. <laughs> Good for him. It worked. That's great. Because they don't take advance reservations at yeah. Cheesecake Factory. You have to go walk in there and stand and there like a fool. like a dope. Like a dope no, fool. Some places now give you the uh, the text phone call. Yeah, I like Cheese- that. A lot of those places are near malls. Yeah. Right. Or even attached to a mall. You're right. So if they give you the phone number and they give you that 10-minute heads up, you can go shopping, get some stuff, and then you come back when your table's ready. They used to give you that vibrating uh, thing that looked like a coaster. Yes. It would, it would You put that in red. your pocket? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> call me again. Call my table again. <laughs> <laughs> again with that. Knock it off. All right, quick break. You do what you got to do. Quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Boomer is in the house. We'll get to him and Geo coming up in just a couple of minutes. Odyssey Sportsman at Amy Lawrence talking about Damian Lillard. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got about a minute or so left. What else you got there, Al? I'm sure this came out when he was drafted by the Giants, but I didn't realize Saquon Barkley grew up a Jet fan. Yeah, I think we've gone over this when they've had games before, yeah, preseason games, stuff like that. Well, I guess then he had a, a horrible game against the Jets uh, his last time out. He had, Jerry, you, you'll enjoy these stats, 13 carries, one yard. Uh, He's going to try to do a little bit better than that Could this have been week. worse. How so, Jerry? Could have gone for negative yards. <laughs> How do you, like, legitimately have 13 carries for one yard? He must have been caught behind the line of scrimmage numerous times, right? No, he took the hand off and dove down at the line of scrimmage Why 12 times. Why would he times. do that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you're not going to score doing that, Jerry. <laughs> no, Doesn't make any sense. Not Why very often, anyway. <laughs> I don't so, think so. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.